Yes, Honest Actors is back with brand new episodes every Friday. To help me continue releasing new episodes without a sponsor, or to say thanks for your favourite old ones, click the support link in the episode description. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. It's a one-off, feeling generous, good deed for the day sort of thing. Think of it as bumping into me and buying me a drink. To find out more, click the support link. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Uh, yeah, mine's a large red. I hate those guys. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. My name is Noma Dumezwani, and you're listening to the Honest Actors Podcast. Hi, my name's Jonathan Harden, and this is episode one of series two of the Honest Actors podcast, sponsored by TodayTix. Welcome back after what has been a significant break for both you and me. I'm delighted to be returning today uh, with another cracking episode. Um, A little bit more about that in a second, but before I do that, I just have to do my very first ever (coughs) sponsorship message. If you want great offers on theatre tickets, access to day seats on your mobile and exclusive front row lotteries, you need TodayTix, the ticketing app that lets you see theatre differently. To get tickets with no queues and no fuss, download TodayTix now on the App Store and Google Play. Before I let you enjoy the very first of this new series, I need to tell you about the big Series 2 giveaway, which you can now enter on the website at www.nanything.com forward slash giveaway. The prizes this year are worth over £500, and they include your Spotlight membership for the year, paid, brand new headshots with Ori Jones, a digital subscription to the stage, a £50 Today Text voucher to go and see whatever show you want, a charging block from Today Text, an Honest Actors t-shirt, some stickers, some badges, and some opening night cards as well, available from the website. So you'd be mad not to enter. You can do that at www.inanything.com forward slash giveaway. Full terms and conditions are on there as well, and there's ways that you can share it and get yourself even more entries and even more chance of winning www.inanything.com forward slash giveaway I'm out of breath from all of that now with that done I can get into why we're here episode 1 of series 2 with none other than Noma de Mesmini. enjoy so the same starting point for all of them uh, how did you get into acting? how did I get into acting? In that very first kind of weigh-in. Oh, okay, the very first weigh-in, because I'm trying to think, I, I went a bit before that question, uh, was the, and I keep saying it, the Walsey Youth Theatre in Ipswich, uh, the Walsey Theatre run by Dick Tucky, um, known as Anthony Tucky, who was the assistant director. It was a Sunday afternoon uh, gig. I found it via, I can't 
can't remember how I found it, but I went for a couple of sessions on a Sunday afternoon, and I went, oh my God, at the age of 13, I found my tribe. I, I found people to get me. I, 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 I want to be here. I want to be here. So in that way, that was the first moment of going, I like this feeling. I know I've done workshops before, that's what I was going back before. I've done workshops, little things that mum would take over like summer holidays and workshops and stuff like that. But that, yeah, the walls of youth theatre. So 13, you're just kind of, I suppose, beginning to work out who you are. Oh, hello. And you have a moment of, this is my this is, tribe. This is a good start. Out of interest, did any of those other people from that particular tribe, did they make the journey with you, if any of the yeah. rest of them? Uh, 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 yes. Um, Robin Weaver, who's lovely and around. Though we're, uh, we've all had different yeah. relationships to it. What's interesting for me with that group of people is that they are my oldest friends. Yeah. Um, not school friends, but the people I still hang around with come from the youth theatre. So what do you think about yourself particularly, because you're here, um, what do you think about you is different to the rest of them that made you stick with it? I don't know anything else. That's such a common response. I didn't know There's so many actors say weird. that. And, and it's not being fey or whatever, but you kind of go, this is the one thing I get going, well, I'll keep trying it. I did try and do PR for two years. I did try and do that, and I was thinking, I'm gonna, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, okay, fine, because I did audition, did audition for drama schools. No, not getting in. That was heartbreaking. Okay, well, I've got a job in a PR company. I'll do that, amongst all the other jobs that you do, but this is going to be the serious one for two years. Then got made redundant and cried like a baby because, like, what, what do you mean you're making me redundant? And there were seven of us that day. And yeah, exactly. Was, I didn't even want to do this in the first I, Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? I, I gave you something and I didn't... Well, but it was, yeah, for me, it was a making of me in that sense because, again, that thing of joining up... Not again, but that thing of joining up lines of your story in history you kind of go actually I needed that to happen to make me go what do I really want to do and that was in my mid-twenties so I'd kind of given up the idea of going to do acting having not gone to drama school two years in a row and of course in your mid-twenties you feel yeah. like you're past it well everyone's doing everything they're supposed to be yeah, doing up it's there. too late yeah and I've missed it and you're supposed to be 18 through to 21 yeah. I haven't got through what the hell I'm going to do but actually that question was after that, well, what do I want to do? And I want to do the acting. So I don't know how I'm going to do that. It's not going to be drama school. Let me just keep working and just doing workshops again. And improv workshops, um, drama scenes, the city lit, which was brilliant, um, working on speeches and scenes. Yeah, those things kept me going because it's just about playing. So at what point then in that kind of uh, quite long journey from 13 through to mid-20s, at what point do you feel confident in saying, I am an actor, as opposed to, I want to do the acting? I feel confident of saying, I am an actor. <laughs> so that still makes me laugh. I am an actor. It's funny, though, it's because I, for a long time I said, you know, I do a bit of acting. Or I do some acting. Oh, I, I do acting. That acting I do acting, yeah, right? Do acting. Which is an apologetic yeah, thing of yeah. like you just you're afraid to embrace it because of whatever reason. Because people reason. go, really, yeah, really. I am an actor, and I will say it was. I, I'm trying to figure it back recently, but I knew it was the year 1992. Right. My equity card dropped through the door after I'd done my first. Uh, um, uh, it was a theatre and education gig for a travelling light theatre company in Bristol. It was my first professional job, and I'd been hustling. I'd done loads of fringe stuff, um, but I remember that card dropping in October 1992, 
and at opening going, oh, I am I'm an in. actor. I'm <laughs> in. They can't take it away from me. I mean, that's not quite true, but that feeling, I do remember that vision of opening up that envelope going, oh, it's true. So tell me about this TIA show. What was the, uh, I mean, sell it to me. I can't sell it to you. <laughs> I can't. It was about Cuba. It was I, about something. It didn't quite work. See, but it was I always love, to meet those people. I love the jobs that got people their equity yeah. cards. I always think that because I know so many got them in circus. Yeah. And got them in TIE. Yeah. And it's, but TIE, you know, thank God for TIE. I mean, exactly. what's that nice to Where are we now? Well, well, how many years? I'm Twenty-four years ago. <laughs> Stop. Speak. Speak not. Speak Stop not with your mathematics. Time. Exactly. Um, so, you, so once that comes in. And you feel uh, like... But, oh. but, can I add a coda to this? Because this is really important. That was part of a process of meeting a gentleman called Anthony Singleton, who is 80 this year. And I met him when he was 57. Is that the right amount of maths? No. It's, it's close on. It's ridiculous. Um, and I did a workshop... And at that time, it was called The Casting Couch. I think the kind of same format goes around, like Trifles to it, do your monologues in yeah. front of a, 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 an audience of invited agents and casting directors. And there was a speech from George C. Wolfe's The Coloured Museum about a girl laying an egg, and these were her babies. And, of course, I did it with all the angst that I could ever give, because this is what acting is about, isn't it? And what I loved about Tony, he looked at me and went, that's a great speech. Now could we start again? Make me laugh. What? But this is really serious. No, make me laugh. This Life is not this heavy. Wow. Life is not this heavy. You can, out of the lightness, comes the heaviness. That's great. Oh, and he's been my mentor. And he is the one who told me, you can be an actor. I ended up doing that speech. I remember being, it was... It's for the casting couch night. One of those moments where it went, it happened, people were applauding and screaming, and I don't remember what happened, and that was all based on what he'd given me to work with. I thought, oh my God, I'm, I am magnificent. <laughs> I Brilliant. Am magnificent. Did it again? There's no better gift you can give oh, someone. Give, no better gift, but the, even the greater gift is that the very next night, it was shit. Of course it was. Shit. Terrible audience, dude. Oh, terrible audience. <laughs> you know that awful thing of trying to replicate and not be in the moment because it was so extraordinary. This was good last night. This was good. Why are they not doing everything that I was doing last night? Why are they not the same audience? It was an extraordinary learning curve because it was an absolute high and then absolute down down. But then within, I think it was within those six months, I got the Travelling Light gig. So it was a, it's, I've had so up and down learning curve. You've just very briefly referenced what you're doing at the minute. So I'm going to give you a question, which actually... Um, but what I like about what you say about this podcast is that people, you don't like to give the jobs. Yeah, so what I'm going to do is, because yeah. the thing is, normally I ask this question very simply, which mm. is, which is the project you're most proud of? But just in case uh, it's not the project you're currently doing and to stop you being harassed by fans of a certain uh, franchise, I will say, apart from the job you're doing at the moment, um, which is the job through that whole Perfect. career Perfect. which you're most proud of? Perfect. Apart from the job I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? I just thought of that. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. I'd get out of jail free card. It is great. That's great. Thank you. Um, there are loads. I, 
It's so you see, tough. My thing, yeah, go on. It's so, no, I was just saying, it's such a tough question. Well, actually, it's not. I don't think, because I've thought about this later, because as, as you're getting as old as me, you start thinking about these things, going, where am I? I, I open I have to say, I'm saying it's tough. I know mine. Like, I can answer mine. <laughs> yeah, so like you that. can't <laughs> <laughs> you know? the ones that, make, that I'm just, feel good. Yeah, of course, you're just doing that, because everyone who's worked with, uh, if anyone listens to this, they'll be like, they didn't mention, at least she agonised over oh, it. At right, least okay, she okay. agonised. I shall agonise a moment longer. Um, there are two, uh, which were very good for me. Right. Um, Kay Adshead wrote this monologue, which was half an hour at that point, about uh, an asylum seeker. And the play was called The Bogus Woman. And it was amongst eight different plays going on, amazing actors around and going, oh my God, I don't care that I'm not working. And I will add, I had not worked for a year and a half before this. Um, and then this fringe thing came up, no money, just your expensives. Yes, yes, yes. Just give me something to do. Just give me something to do. It was an extraordinary place to be, watching extraordinary people, being around extraordinary people. Jump cut, less than a year later, and Kay had written this half hour into an hour and a half. I was scared shitless of doing this because it was about carrying a show on my own for an hour and a half. Verse, beautiful verse story. 20 characters within this. And I remember as an actor who's, who had no confidence because I hadn't been to drama school, which is a major uh, mindfuck at that point. Because it's like, a lot of us haven't, have we? And um, you kind of, thank God, actually, a lot of us haven't. Because I remember thinking at that point, I'm the only one. Everyone else seems to have been to drama school. They know something I don't. Ah, uh, I've learned. They know different things and they're just I've been through scared. that, yeah, of course. Absolutely. And actually, I've also been through the process where you're the unknown in the room. So it's like, how did he get here and what does he know that we don't know, right? So there's <laughs> that the whole thing side. as well. So ev everybody, yeah, everybody's yeah. scared, just, yeah. you know, for different reasons, right? Absolutely. And we could go, wait, how, what, what? Yeah. And it was an extraordinary feeling, but that lack of self-worth, kind of going, I know I can do this acting thing and people around me tell me I can do it. But can I really do it? Anyway, we win a fringe first. We, it gets amazing reviews. It, it does extraordinarily well. And I am very, very proud of that piece of work. Oh, learning curve, learning curve, learning curve. Yeah, that was good. That was so, good. So you've already mentioned it, so I'm going to go straight there. Uh, a year and a half out of work, yeah. directly before that, the first part of that project anyway. Um, is that the longest you've ever gone without yeah. work? That was depression. And, and since then, have there been long periods where you felt like, this is, this is I'm not going to work again? Yeah, yeah. There have been six months. I think this, the next one after that was six months, um, years later. And I can't remember, because that year and a half was the biggest one for me. And a turning curve for that was before this um, gig came through, was chatting to my sister. And it was just a day that I managed to wake up and we'll go for coffee. And I managed to get out of bed and go, okay, let's meet the world today. Because I remember people inviting me to stuff, but there was no worth because at that, that point, stupidly, and I will say this stupidly, if you validate yourself by your job, you are fucked. Totally. You are fucked. Um, you need to find other things to do. You need to find other people to be with. You need to serve. Don't so so you, you're going through that and you're like, you're getting invited out to places, you're not going no, because... No, because everyone's working and I'm not working. And you don't want people to see because they'll ask you, oh, yeah. what are you, what are you, what are you, you doing? you awful. How are you? And you'll say, uh, uh, I've just finished this. 
when did you finish? No. And, but that's it. I couldn't lie about that stuff. Because my body was going, nah. They're all having lovely, shiny lives. Do you, do, you, do you feel at that point, we've talked about that, that point in your career where you start to feel like I can confidently say I am an actor. Do you feel like at that point like there comes almost a, a stage in not working where you feel like you don't even want to tell people you're an actor? No, because, because you're not working. And if you're not working doing theatre and then people ask you, have you done TV? You've so not done TV because that's how the majority of people who are not in the business validate you. Yeah. Awful, awful time. But I remember, and it was a lot of sleeping. And yes, I had a coffee bar job, um, which was okay. But on the days that I wasn't doing that, I was hiding. So going to, to for this coffee with my sister was just one of those shiny moments, which she is brilliant at. Going, you're okay. You're all right. But you've just got to know. You've got to feel. Can you let it go? And that was a question she posed to me. Can you let it go? Can you think about doing something else? And I really couldn't. I really couldn't. Did you ever momentarily even consider the possibility that you could be Noma who does PR again, or Noma that does something that teaches, or, you know? No, not at that, not at that point. Because that, that, there was so much, it's that weird thing going, I know what my worth is, but why can't anyone else see it? But maybe I'm wrong because no one else can see it. But you actually know that there's something you have inside you that really needs to explore this. And then I look back on it now, um, nearly 20 years later, going, oh, that's part of the process. That's part, that was part of my process, and I'm glad I stuck to it. But that was also that moment when she said, what do you want? And I realised, I do want to carry on doing this. And then this job came within a week. And then those kind of periods, I mean, is it that you feel like you're getting close to things? Is that in, more, in some ways more infuriating than not getting auditions? Like what, what's the most kind of frustrating scenario? It's easier either way. I don't think it's whichever, or, where, or rather wherever your state of mind is. If you keep going up, up for auditions, getting down to the last two, that's just horrible. That's just horrible. I, I, I know that other people, I've not been in that situation where it's continuous, but I know that other people are going, that's hideous. I've been at this point where you're just not going out for anything. And you are seeing people around you going out for stuff and you do not understand why. Yes, the agent at the time may not have been the best person for you. Um, your energy may not have been the best thing yeah. to share that stuff. I think wherever you're at, if you're not in flow, I will say that. Because I, I, I think we have to learn about that shit. What about feedback? Just because we're on that, we're talking about kind of auditions, I suppose. Mm. Do you get much? Do you, are you the kind of person that feels like you need much? Or have you been in the past the kind of person who phones, phones an agent and goes, what did they say? Or, or do you avoid scared, that? Before, I've always been scared about filling up the agents. Is that awful? What I look at young actors now going, bloody phone them up. They are working for you. When I was growing up, I'm still growing, but when I was growing up, oh no, well, they'll know. It's, it's about lack of confidence. Yeah. You can do the shiny thing, but actually you're doing swan feet, like yeah. mad, scrabbling internally. But actually to lift up that phone and go, <coughs> so, uh, um, yeah, w w any, uh, yeah, what's that? Uh, just reminding yeah, them. Just, hi, I'm here. Still um, not working. Still not working, God. And when people said that they would do that, I was in awe of them. I was in awe of people who could do that. I was in awe of people who could do that. Um, speaking of agents then, uh, you mentioned this question already. 
Uh, an agent many moons ago said to me the only time an actor's ever happy is in the five minutes after they get a job and then from minute number six they start to doubt themselves and doubt whether they can do it. Yeah. Do you recognise any of that in Absolutely. yourself? Absolutely. Every time I hear that on the podcast, it just makes me laugh because everyone <laughs> says yes. The euphoria of that ecstatic, I say the ecstasy of the first two minutes. Air, punching. air punching. I mean, what happens? Oh describe to me visually the scene when you get that call you, and you hang up. Your expansion, your 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 soul, your mind, your body. You're like, yes, of course I got it. Yes, of, of, course, of course I got, I got it. it. Of course I got it. I, oh my god, I got it. I got it. And I uh, there was one I do remember just kind of going literally. I felt as if my soul just, soul just sprang out of my body, and was like, wow. And then that's the first two minutes, and then, then you start thinking about the next three minutes. Well, obviously, this is what's going to happen because that wonderful thing we do with our mind that we can do 50 years in 2.2 seconds, and it's extraordinary how you can live in those three minutes. And then, minute six Are you sure? But who else went up for it? Have they made a mistake? No, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But will it be fine? Oh no, but I've got to read it again. It's extraordinary, that fear. I is it a, think, is it a good part? Is it? Oh, actually, do I really want it? <laughs> Was it too easy? Do I deserve it? The questions that come up are extraordinary. They're extraordinary. Yeah. Why have they given it to me? Why? And then it's Daniel from I've that. lost confidence in them because they've cast me. <laughs> it can't be that good. Yeah, exactly. Why do we do yeah. that? It's like a relationship. You fancy me? Oh, shut up. <laughs> A little interruption from me here, as was customary in Series 1, but it's slightly different in Series 2, because this is the bit where I tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. I have to say, because this is the first one, I have used Today Ticks. I used it very recently, in fact, to book some tickets for my niece, my sister-in-law, my wife, to go and see Mamma Mia in the West End. They wouldn't have got the tickets as cheaply and as easily anywhere else, so I can personally recommend Today Ticks. And that's one of the reasons why I was more than happy for them to be the sponsor of the podcast. They do lotteries as well for front row seats at what are ridiculous prices for the seats that they're giving away. So get on there and download it. And now for a word from our sponsors. Buy tickets to the best theatre in London the new way. With the Today Ticks app, getting great offers and access to exclusive tickets has never been easier. With Today Ticks Rush, you won't have to queue at the box office for hours to get day seats and you can access big savings with their lotteries for shows like Kinky Boots and The Bodyguard. Download Today Ticks, the theatre ticket app, from the App Store and Google Play, and see theatre differently. Huh? Huh? Available for voiceovers, www.hobsons-international.com. Back to the interview. So, um, then in terms of getting to that place, how important do you think luck is in what we do? Luck's an interesting thing. I used to think it was luck. I used to what think, is luck? What is luck? Have we got time? Now I need like tinkly tinkly soundtrack music <laughs> that's to go coming, that's I'll put that in after. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I remember hearing, is it Ruth Wilson, the gorgeous, beautiful Ruth Wilson on Women's Hour once saying, we push our luck. Luck is there, but you, you are there to push it. That's nice. So how I translate that for myself is if you're open to the moment you can choose yes or no 
if you can see it, that's how you do it. Because I have been in moments, you'd say I've had been in moments of luck, and then I've got absolutely terrified and I've pushed it away. And then there are the moments you go, actually, I'm going to go for this. It doesn't matter what happens. Because we're doing those are the best auditions, aren't they? When you really don't care doesn't either way. Matter. You go, I've done my best. That was good. That's fine. And usually in those moments as well, when you do just be, you actually find yourself asking more questions of them. I think that's a very healthy place. Like, okay, how can I help you? What, can, what do you need? Yeah. Can I serve this? And it's about, again, I, I keep using the word service because I'm realizing I'm getting older. That's how, what How I can I help you? Someone else yeah. said to me once. Yeah, how can I help you? How can I help yeah. you cast this? Yeah, yeah. And it's as simple as that. But earlier on, it's like, <gasps> what do you want? What do you want? How, how can what? I make you love me? Yeah, how can I make you love <laughs> me? Oh, my God. We all do that, don't we? So, can I continue on in that again? Yeah. Um, do, you, do you believe in the notion of a, of a big break? Have you ever felt like you're in a big break or you're on the verge of one, you know? Or what does a big break mean? This is what I'm asking you, Norma. Okay then, Jonathan. I shall try and answer that from my point of view. Well, you know, I because, mean, okay. It, it's all relative, isn't it? It's, it's the same as me asking relative. what is success. Yeah, what is success? Um, Don't ask me questions. I'm going to ask you questions. <laughs> Don't just repeat them back at me in the hope that I'm going to let you off the hook. But isn't that the whole thing about debate and conversation? That's and the question. All right. Uh, <laughs> what is a break? Because, oh, I don't know what that question is because I think I used to understand it in a certain level, but it was a very shiny, glittery okay, thing. Okay, I'm, I'm going I'm to change the question. Yeah. Then, is, is why do you think now you view the idea of a big break differently? Is it, with, is it that you view it with scepticism from where you used to be? Or is it that maybe you've had a couple of things which other people might think are big breaks, but internally you felt like they didn't have the impact that other people expected them to? Or what, it, what is that's it good. that's changed your, your, uh, your vantage point? Big breaks, that's good, the way you just said that. Because I think that I have had uh, a few moments where other people think that's great. And I felt as if I haven't capitalised on them well enough. Um, this the classic, job, but you did, but you did that thing. What do you mean you're not working? But you, you yeah, did, but you, you did that thing. You did that. You, yeah. that was that was massive. Yeah. While I was unemployed, you were you were doing that thing. So okay, then let me come back. So this present job I'm doing now, you'd say a lot of people say that's my break. That's my big break. But for me, it's uh, it makes absolute sense of where I've been in the last twenty years to finally be here because it's about the people I've met along the way. <clears throat> okay, so you talked a lot about why you do it and the kind of rooms you like and that whole journey. Um, within that, what's the worst thing? We've referenced some of the downsides, like the not working, the, the angst, dolls, but what if you were to say the worst thing about being an actor for you, what kind of things might be at the top of the list? People who don't enjoy doing this job, being in a room with people, who are underminers, oh, cruel, that's, that's interesting. negative. And I know that's a lot of the time that's to do with fear. That's to do with a, there's some sense of something going on or life is going on. We're all, we're not perfect, but there, um, yes, there have been times when I've not been good in a room, but... I've been that guy. Yeah, absolutely. But actually, I'd still say, but I've not, I've never done it that way. What I hate is cruelty in the room, and I've seen that, and it's about power play. When, when people are creating a story together, oh, I've I just got this thing about the yes room. The more people can say yes, 
the more extraordinary things can happen in a room, and I love that. Subtly different question then. Yeah. What's the most difficult thing about being an actor? Money, for me. The looking after it. The worst thing about being an actor for me has been the moments where I've gone, oh my God, how am I gonna pay for this? How can I get to that audition? How can I meet that friend? Because I'm doing this bloody job and I can't seem to keep an even keel. I think there's a big fear for myself at the moment going, you've got to make sure you get it all sorted out and cleaned up on this job because that's just the idea of that is terrifying. Yeah. Because I don't want to do this job for money. I, d I never do it for money. But... Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. But I just kind of... There is a part... I've got to learn. I'm, I'm in my mid-40s and I've got to learn how to look after it better. So you're, you're a parent as well, and I yeah. guess that pressure, I mean, I'm not, so it's, again, it's me surmising, I could be wrong, tell my fam, but that pressure f must put, you know, financially, yeah. of providing for someone else, of being responsible for someone else, must be very difficult as an actor. Does your, yeah. does your, uh, does your daughter understand that, that your situation financially is different to those of her friends? Yeah, sometimes, and, and she has understood that, but what I absolutely try and do is, make sure that it is not a negative. It's just, no, not in this moment. We can't do that in this moment. Not, I can't afford it, because I do think that's a really not good message to give her, because I've grown up with that message, we can't afford it, we can't afford it. Um, so I know there's a feast of famine thing, so when there is money, that's what I've grown up with. Oh, let's spend the money, and go, oh no. Which makes sense of my relationship with money and growing up in this yeah. job is the worst combination. Um, but actually, no, we're going to do it when we can and we'll enjoy it. But you also know that right now. So it's, it's not we can't afford it. It's just no. Not right now. Not right now. There will be a time. There will be a time. But let's talk about why. Look, there's that, there's that. There are other options. Um, do you think uh, if your daughter decided she wanted to be an actor, would you, how do you think that would make you feel? I'm, if she loves it. You would never discourage. No. Feel I am of that thing. We are all here to do our thing, and you know what? It may be shit, but if that's what you need to do, <laughs> it may be shit. shit. That's a great tagline. <laughs> Acting. It may be shit, shit. but no. But, but you see, you want to actually, do. it may be shit. She has to be good. Yeah, maybe shit. Semicolon. She better be good. She better be good. But she she's will gonna, be. She's, she's going to enjoy it. But luckily, she she wants to she wants to be a hairdresser. Luckily. Yeah. So even after all that, you're still saying... Stop it! <laughs> the truth will Well, out. my point is, I will not discourage, but I'm happy that you the can truth see other out. options. Um, I'm just going through my, my very... This is why it's not continuous, because I'm terrible at it's this. It's great. So I go... Bleh. Oh, yeah, so this is... The, I love this, and I very rarely have time to do this, so it's actually great. Um, I'm obsessed with this at moments. Um, and I'm not going to say any more, because I don't want to influence your answer, but have you... Uh, do you think doing this job changes people on a psychological level? You mean the people you're doing it for or yourself? You're, you yourself. Do you think being an actor has made you, for whatever, in whatever way, a different person to what you would otherwise have been? The truth is I do not know what I would otherwise have been. Of course. That is the absolute truth. What I do know about this job is the self-awareness one has to go through 
to keep going is an extraordinary learning curve, philosophically, spiritually, um, emotionally. So yes, the 25-year-old who's going, all right, I'm going to go for it, to this 47-year-old sitting here, sweet motherfucking Jesus. Yeah, that's changed me. But I feel that's because of the faith. Ultimately, however not sure I've been of it, there has been a nugget of faith in myself that there is something to explore in this world for me. I'm more interested in the question, if I can flip it around, what can it do for other people? Yeah. I'm a storyteller. Ultimately, that's what I like to say to myself. I like this job of storytelling. And if the story's good enough, sometimes it may fail. Sometimes the form may fail. But if our commitment, and I do say our, it's not my, but our commitment, um, even doing a one-person show, it is the writer, it is the director, and I'm the actor serving this story. We can affect healing. I, however wanky that can sound. No, it's, I mean, um, the thing is, I think we often apologise for those yeah. things. And I, I, I know even making that stupid voice just then is actually, because it's a, it's a big... It's a big, bold claim. Yeah. But it justifies why you would go through a life of yeah. relative financial hardship to do it. It yeah. justifies why you might, you know, struggle to <clears throat> pay your bills, whatever. Absolutely. If the payoff Absolutely. is not only yeah. paying your bills, but also feeling like you're contributing in some way. Yeah. I know it sounds, it's just another different way of us connecting as human beings. And that's for me is the most important thing. Is that the best thing about being an actor? And if not, what is? To connect. Yeah. 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 We've brought up some other actors there. Um, this is one of those questions that mm. is needs refined, but basically the question is, um, out of any actor past or present, is there someone out there whose career you think that's the kind of career I would love to have or I'd love to look back on? That changes every week. If I read really? about somebody or, oh, I think, yeah, because I used to think, oh, Denham Elliott. No one, a lot of people won't know who Daniel Melia was, but I remember going, God, an older actor who became well-known in his late 30s, 40s, but he'd been doing loads of work for a long time. Or um, the stories of uh, the amazing Anne Reid or Brenda Bethany, all these actors who started off late and yeah. found their spaces. Um, and then I, it, oh, she's a mate, Denise Goff. We're speaking back, Denise. And to just watch that girl, that girl, that woman, how dare I call her a girl, that woman, that, you know, that's extraordinary. I, no, it's not the way I, I want it, but just to see the fruition of what that's doing at the moment is an absolute beautiful thing. Not for me. Not for me. Yeah, of course. It's a different world. And that's what I've finally gone, it, this is my, I've, I've got to just take, this is what, this is my story, this is my story, this is my story. But weekly, I read them, oh, that's nice, that's tasty. Um, looking at Bill Murray tweets, you go, yeah, who wouldn't want to be Bill Murray? That's who, right. Who wouldn't want to be a Bill Murray? Oh, my God, he's so in charge of everything that happens to him. Um, oh, gosh. Um, how do you define success, then? So if those are the kind, of, the kind of careers you'd like to emulate or maybe one day look back on, how do you define success personally? Personally, how do I define success? It's moment. It's in the has moment. it evolved? Has it evolved? Yeah. Yeah. Personally, yeah. has it evolved? Yes, it has. Because I'm not needing you 
to love me anymore. Oh. I am needing. I do love you though. <laughs> <laughs> just the way you're Bang looking at me directly it. in the eyes, so I felt you like see, I needed to respond. That connection was right it was really there. Good, wasn't it? I was very good. Felt it, yeah. But that's it because I'm going that that I can now enjoy. I, 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 what do I mean? I'm not needing you to love me. Of course, every time I go out each night, going, have I done a job well? Do you like what I've done? But actually, I just want. I just want to enjoy myself. I don't want the need of you telling me I've done well. I want to know that I've done well. Or I want to know that I can let it go and start again. Are you successful? Apparently I am right now. Right. Do you feel you're successful? Yes. And do you feel how quietly I said that? Of course. Because with reluctance. With reluctance. And I'll say why I feel I'm successful with reluctance. Because there is a group of young girls, brown, black, white, mixed, who are asking me for my opinion. And that's when I know, okay, okay, that's good. I, I can serve that. I can serve that. And do with you, that serving, I, can, I feel successful. Do you feel like you've been given a, a political platforms, the small people? Yes. Um, are you a political person? I used to say I wasn't. But someone pointed out the choice of jobs that I take make me very political. I went, oh my God, you're right. Okay, because I may not be able to articulate it on a one-to-one -one sitting here with you what that politi politics is. But actually the stories that I choose to tell and be part of, or even the choices I make about the characters I play become political. Um, I, I'm saying, I feel as if I'm a lightning rod for a very big conversation at the moment that's happening around the world. And I, I just uh, alighted upon that phrase about a month ago because I don't like the word role model. The phrase role model. Because that's a huge weight. That's a huge weight. And what does that yeah. mean? What does that mean? Yeah, who wants that, that? Yeah, who wants that? Because I like living. I like having a drink. I'll you are, like, you, you become yeah. a kind of touchstone where people want to know what you think. Yes, and that's what's happened. That's what's happened at the moment. And that's going to be interesting how long that goes for. There will be someone brighter, younger, faster, prettier, better. Always. It's always been. So I'm very happy that I'm in this age group and enjoying all this so, stuff. Now. So the lightning rod thing. So what is the change that you want to see happen if politics is about change? If, what is the change then that you would like to be part of? The change that I would like to be part of is being able to see oneself. I... It's that representation thing. It's, 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 it's inclusion, diversity, yada, 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 yada. So this is the opportunity, the lightning rod I've been given, going, whoever you are, fight to see yourself up there represented. And if there is no one up there like you, as Gandhi said, be the change that you want to see in the world. And that sounds so huge, but I get it. I, fin I finally get it. I finally get it. Um, we're very near the end here. Yeah. Uh, you've heard this one before as well, which is if you could go back with the benefit of everything you've been through uh, in the intervening years, if you could go back to that, uh, let's say, 25-year-old, mm. um, and you're unsure about how to go forward and you think, I haven't trained, it's too late. <laughs> if you could offer that mid-20s untrained actress a piece of advice, what might it be? <laughs> Two things. Look after your money. 
She wouldn't look after her money. <laughs> no, she wouldn't. Enjoy it, actually. What I would say, don't worry what other people think of you. Don't worry at all. That's the biggest thing I'd say. Don't worry what other people think of you. It means fuck all. And play. Just keep playing. Push yourself. Push yourself. Push yourself. And you are... You are able to create. You are able to push those boundaries. In uh, the room. In the room. In the room. Don't wait for other people to do it. This is a question I haven't asked before. It's just occurred to me. It may fall flat in its face. If that 25-year-old was to come and visit you in your dressing room tonight, do you think there's anything that she'd remind you of, that she'd, she'd, any advice she'd want to give you? <gasps> oh. Of something that you've maybe left behind? That's such a hard question. Yeah, that's a deep question. That's a good question. Oh, Mr. Harden, very good. I mean, this is what you're paying for. Basically. <laughs> that's really good. Don't get cocky. Don't get cocky. Don't get cocky. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so that's practically it um, on that bombshell. The only thing remains to ask <laughs> is, Noma, uh, are you in anything at the minute? I am, Jonathan. <laughs> I am. What a ridiculous question. No, but that's the whole point of this <laughs> podcast, isn't it? Would I know you from anything? I've done a lot of theatre. Right. Um, I think your, your face is definitely familiar. Yeah, apparently it is now. I haven't yeah. seen it a lot. I don't look in the mirror that much. But yeah, apparently it is now. I am in a production called, um, oh, well, I'll tell you, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Never heard of it. No? Actually, don't worry, it's doing quite well. I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> it seems to be doing quite well. Listen, I mean, I'll, if you want, I'll do a shout out for it and see if people can maybe buy some tickets or something. Yeah. You sure? We're enjoying it. We're I can push it, it out, I mean, because okay. anything I can do to help want, ticket anything sales. Anything to help, that would be great. Yeah, awesome. What an extraordinary position to be in. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Lovely to meet you. Yay! And that concludes episode one of series two of the Honest Actors podcast brought to you by TodayTix. Before I go, I'm going to remind you one more time about the giveaway, although I shouldn't really have to. It's at www.inanything.com forward slash giveaway and the prizes bear repeating. Spotlight membership, stage subscription, headshots with Ori Jones, TodayTix voucher, a phone charger, t-shirts, badges, stickers, opening night cards, the lot. Inanything.com forward slash giveaway. Stick around now though, episode 2 is coming your way. It is a double episode day to celebrate the coming of series 2. It's with Emma Lowndes, so uh, well worth sticking around to hear what she has to say. It has probably already downloaded to your device, and so you need do nothing but sit there and listen. While I stop talking, the music level gradually increases for a bit, then decreases, and then starts again with a brand new episode. It's like magic. Enjoy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.